0: And so, with the cup held high, the Eve Croke Park, All Ireland football champions for 1949. All oh, beautiful me. You got all that I need. <laughs> Dimpsey hits Darren fair Anthony Finity comes in and gives him a touch of the elbow. Column Coyle hit Infinity.
1: Hello and welcome to another edition of the We Are Mead podcast with David Risman and Mickie Brennan. And uh, I suppose, David, there's only one place to start this week, Um, without a shadow of a doubt. The heroes of Mead at the moment, uh, they they really are, you know, something to be so proud of. And I'm talking about the ladies. Uh, What a win on Saturday in Crow Park in the National Football League Final Division 2. They've become a senior team last December winning the Intermediate Championship, and they've gone and got themselves into Division 1. Only two years ago, they were playing Division 3, um, and we all said it, they were playing Division 3, and they were a team that were definitely a high-end Division 2 team, if not a Division 1 team, and they've gone out and proven that themselves, and just absolutely delighted for Eamon Murray and the girls with a massive win over Kerry. two sixteen to 1-9, Davey. Mickey,
0: it's it's sensational because I suppose you look at the progression that this team have probably enjoyed in say the last twelve to eighteen months. It's been remarkable. You've touched on it; they're going from Division Three to Division One in the space of you know two years, and um, picking up an intermediate championship. I suppose claiming three major bits of silverware in a little bit over a year. It's astonishing, really, and the progression that we've seen in this team. Not just year on year, but I would suggest even game on game has been frightening. And they still continue to improve. You know, we'll probably talk a little bit more about it in particular. But Emma Troy, for me, is the one I want to pick out because she's probably not just the best player in the county right now. I would suggest she's probably one of the best players in the country as a whole. And, you know, from seeing the game a couple of weeks ago in Navan. Her progression as well as everyone else within the squad has been something that's been a joy to behold and watch. And um, They're nowhere near done as well yet, Mickey. They're obviously going into senior football, as we know. But what a carrot it is for them now, having kind of been defeated by Kerry in the early part of the league, to do what they did to them, as you say, um, on Saturday in Crow Park was just fantastic. and, And they're an absolute credit to the county.
1: Yeah, the game was over at halftime. In essence, you know, um, they they were absolutely on top form, and they reversed what happened to them against Kerry in 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 the open round of the National Football League by getting the two goals early in in, in the first half. When when that was what Kerry did, and Kerry were able to use that two goal uh, buffer for the rest of the game. And, and, and if I'm not mistaken, I think they won by the six points, maybe even seven points. Um, but to reverse the fortunes and 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 and. Kerry got a late goal, let's be honest about it, to put a little bit of respectability on the scoreline. But Mead were just dominant from start to finish. And, you know, looking down through the scorers, Stacey Grimes with 1-5, Emma Duggan with a goal, Bridgetta Lynch with three points, Emma Troy, as you mentioned already, getting on the scoreboard with a point, uh, Alva Leahy, uh, or was it Avian Leahy, I think it was, with a point. Uh, Vicky Wall would only a point, you know. Like we're so used to Vicky Wall being the scorer in chief on that team, but she's reinvented herself since she went to midfield, and now she just dominates games and lets the other players do the scoring. Orla Lally with a point, uh, O'Sullivan with a point, Megan Time with a point, and Galogly, Gologli with a point as well. Great spread of scorers to boot as well.
0: Yeah, well, that's 11 that you're after naming there, Mickey, which is astonishing. And I suppose, as you say, me, they were fairly dependent in in probably years gone by on the likes of Vicky. And even Emma Duggan at stages last year, she only got a she got a goal, but she got one score. Do you know what I mean? When you see the spread there, I think that's a great sign for them. And when you're getting substitutes coming on and chipping in, the likes of Megan Tyne came on, had a massive influence. Neve Globally did the same. Um and some of the football that played, I just I just got to look back on the highlights of it as well. And you know, the likes of Emma Troy's score off her left foot was was a score that, you yeah. know, just right up there in the top notch. The first score of the game from Nevo Sullivan, unfortunately, she had to depart early in the piece. Great score off her left foot as well. Um they're playing with such confidence and Um, You can really just see that kind of flowing out of them now, and they're really expressing themselves on the pitch. And um, it's funny because I felt going into this game, I didn't fear Kerry on the basis of, you know, Mead and how they've improved throughout the course of the league campaign. Now, the bookies still got it really wrong, which is something that doesn't always happen. Mead were the outsiders at two to one, and I thought that was a little bit of a disrespectful price, to, to be brutally honest, but they were purely going on the. Previously out and you know the, on the first day, but the Crow Park factor as well, the fact that Mead had been there as recently as last December probably helped them as well on the big day. And you know what a game to get in there before your championship campaign. Obviously, we've seen then Cork against Dublin was a very high quality affair with the Doves winning out in the end. But but that's what Mead are getting to, and you know they're they're not all that far away. They have two massive tests coming down the tracks now between Tipperary and Cork in the championship, but. With, with Division 1 football assured for next year, a league title in, in the back pocket, along with the intermediate championship from last year, th- they couldn't be in a better place, Mickey.
1: Yeah, and w- w- we still don't know. I don't think there is going to be a Leinster championship. It would be great if, if there was, because that would be a nice little tester for them before the, the, the All-Ireland proper, if they were to play, court, play Dublin in the Leinster final, as it would be, because there is no other uh, senior teams in Leinster apart from Mead and Dublin, so um, it'll be interesting to follow that one as well.
0: Yeah, for sure, because you look at it and Cork and Dublin are head and shoulders above the rest, to be honest, which are Tipperary, our side, that have probably declined in the last year to 18 months to what they were before that, but again, they're a seasoned senior outfit and, and Mead will be on their guard for that, but you know, we've kind of gone through the squad in depth over the last number of weeks and... They're, they're absolutely spoiled for choice when you see the likes of Megan Tyne, Neve Gologele not, not starting, Emma White's been an ever-present contributor throughout the course of the league as well. Um, so there's there's real good competition for places in there, Mickey, and they'll just keep going from strength to strength, hopefully.
1: There, there really is. And the thing about it as well, Davey, you know, speaking to Fergal Lynch as well over the last couple of months, obviously he was involved at minor level for a couple of years and whatever, and he reckons that there's even better and higher quality much higher quality of player to join this squad as well when they get, you know, that little bit more experience under them that they'll be ready to go in to this senior team. So, um, you know, the, the future is very bright for, for this group of mid senior ladies with the quality of player that's coming behind to, boot, to boost them uh, when they do eventually make it onto the team.
0: Yeah, and it's a healthy environment to be coming into, Mickey, because it's a winning environment and there's that culture now within the squad, whereas... You know, potentially before I'm you know, when they were struggling at senior, say three or four or five years ago, it was a different story. So these players were coming in, and the team was on the decline. And then they kind of, I won't say they rotted at an intermediate level, but they never really pushed to get out of intermediate level up until say the last two years. Um, now it's it's a pure doggy dog. They're they're a very tight knit, close group. They've got an excellent management team in place, obviously headed by him and. But he's got great guys behind him and he's the first to sing their praises on what they do and what they offer and bring to the table, ultimately.
1: Yeah, and a word, Davy, for Eamon Murray, the, the manager and everything that he has gone through himself uh, over the last year. Um, he's still producing the goods with this team and the, the team, you know, they're really playing from, which is just brilliant to see.
0: Yeah, because he believes in them and he, and he has done from day one. And when you talk to him, you, you get the impression that... He knows what they're capable of. He's not really surprised. He sort of takes it all in his stride. He doesn't get carried away with anything, which is great. And he's always looking forward. You know, I'm sure the talk straight after, they'll they'll have enjoyed the weekend, probably Saturday night, Sunday night. But come Tuesday night, they'll be back down and they'll be preparing for the championship. And that'll be the next goal. The league will be forgotten about until, you know, next February or March when they're back in Division 1, which is great, by the way. You know, um, it's been a long time in the waiting too. But they've set themselves up, you know, they're a senior club now, senior county now, they're Division 1 county. The challenge for them now is to try and push on, establish themselves in both of those and, and who knows where they could go.
1: Yeah, absolutely. It's uh, it's brilliant. They're a full senior county side. You know, we, we, we look at clubs in the same manner where, you know, you could have a team operating at senior championship but playing Division 2 football and struggling to get out of Division 2 football and you always kind of think, well, you know, if they can't get into Division 2, they're not going to win a senior championship and they more than likely will go back to intermediate. And we do look at clubs the same way in mead football, um, be they junior, Division 2 or whatever it is. So to be full senior is absolutely brilliant. And we wish Eamon and the girls the very best luck. Their, their year is only just beginning really, so it is. And that's the beautiful thing about it. And they really are, it has to be said, the pride of the county um, at the minute. And uh, we will be coming to another team, that uh, we are very proud of at the moment as well um, and uh, in a couple of minutes. But I suppose, Davey, d- to, to look forward to next weekend as well, um, uh, it's been confirmed that Mead will be playing Longford in uh, their opening round Leinster Championship game because Longford de- defeated Carlow on a scoreline of 25 points to two goals and 13, a six-point win for Longford down in O'Connor Park in Carlow, which means uh, Mead will take on Longford Next Sunday at 3 p.m. in Park Tolchin, uh, Sunday the fourth, um, which is a Mount Watering tie, but Mead will have to be on the guard with this Longford team. Longford, who defeated Cavan uh, in a relegation battle from Division uh, Two, or sorry, Division Three, uh, only a couple of weeks ago, uh, they seem to have, you know, taken that win and they've used it because to kick 25 points in a championship game is no easy feat. And they really dominated this game from start to finish. Carlo obviously finished strong and it ended up being a a, a six-point win in the end. But Longford never looked in danger.
0: No, I I, I fully expected them to come through this. Um, I think they're a good side. I think Carlo are a poor side. So I think there's a little bit of both going on there. But as you say, I think they were defeated heavily by Calvin, Mickey, weren't they? In the early part of the league and then finished incredibly strong, obviously managed to stay up beating Tipperary in the relegation playoff, which which was a massive feather in the cap. And they've clearly targeted Championship because if, if you look at their league form, they started it incredibly slow and then just got pro- pro- progressively better, I should say. Um, and they're going to be a huge test coming to the like like you, you, you said it there, 25 points is no mean feat, regardless of who the opposition is. I think 10 or 11 different scorers, um, they yielded, five points from their midfielders. Robbie Smith, Connor Forward, and Ryan and Brady shared 10 points between them, five each. So um Andy and, and the lads will be under no illusions what's coming down the track. And they won't need to be reminded of what happened obviously two or three years ago in Glenn and Brothers, Pierce Park when you know, we got we got the almighty sting of going down there and, and being comprehensively beaten, to be honest, which I know wasn't a massive yeah. margin in the end, but they were by far and away the better side. It wasn't a fluke or anything like that. So it's a great test for me, don't get me wrong, and I'd rather play somebody like Longford than playing like a Carlo or or somebody like that because I think it'll give us a real indication of where we're at. Um, we, we obviously will be previewing the game in depth, making we'll probably, hopefully, have a bit more in terms of team news and where we're at with injuries and stuff, but... Um, it's, this is a big game and, and Mead won't be looking past long for next Sunday in Navin. it's a huge one
1: yeah yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a massive game next Sunday as you said in Park Touchon in Navan at 3pm and we wish Andy McEntee and all the lads the very best luck in that, in that uh, fixture as you said we will be previewing that game uh, in more depth on our Loyal Royals podcasts there during the week um, another uh, fixture from next weekend Saturday is the Mead Hurlers taking on down in the Joe McDonough Cup, it is Group B, and it is Round Two of the Joe McDonough Cup. Me, they're by this weekend. Um, the their opposition is Down. It's the game is going to be in Ballycran, and it's three p.m. on Saturday. And Down were playing this weekend on Saturday, and they were defeated by Kerry in Kerry, uh, two twenty four to one twenty one. So six point defeat for Down. So you know, this is the team that were promoted last year. And, uh, you know, they, 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 they gave their fill of it in the league as well to a few teams. And then we also know that in the last round of the league, they haven't made. So this is a massive, massive game for the Mead hurlers next Saturday the John McDonough Cup. It is purely
0: on the back of that, you know, league campaign, as you've sort of alluded to already, Mickey. And that pointless game in down, which was definitely of no benefit to me the way it turned out as well, because we got the tight trimming up there. Um, and we're returning to the scene of the crime now next weekend to try and avenge those demons and, and get a win. We speculated about a couple of weeks ago when we were looking through the group and we were sort of hoping that, you know, Kerry would probably beat down because you don't want to be playing down when they're coming off the high of a win the weekend before. So I think it'll, Nick will probably be happy enough with the fact that they were beaten, albeit not disgraced, against the Kerry side who I'm not entirely sure where Kerry you're at either. I don't think they're the side they were, to be honest with you. Um there's still a decent side and everything like that. But I think if Mead could somehow go north, come away with two points. My word, it would set the, set them up for that home game against Kerry um in, in the third round after that. But on the back of that really horrendous league campaign for Mead, we're not entirely sure where they're at. We don't know if there's any issues, you know, off the field. You know, we'll have a, a thing in our Instagram interactive, which is an interesting one. We'll come to in a little bit as well, Mickey. But you just hope that they can try and put the league campaign behind them and focus solely on the championship now because that's what's in front of them
1: and staring them right in the face. Yeah, it really is. And, uh, you know, again, we wish Nick Weir and the lads the very best of luck as they travel up to Ballycram and down next Saturday. Um, Davey, before we go to all the cup results and cup fixtures and stuff like that and our predictions from last week, uh, another uh, team that are, you know, the pride of the county as well from last year is the Mead Miners and uh, last year's Mead Miners get to play their Leinster final um, uh, next Wednesday evening at 7.30 in uh, in Mullingar, in Cusack Park in, in, in Mullingar and it is against Offaly and uh, this is one that we, 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 we will be previewing as well on our Royal Royals, we're going to do, get a little bit more info from, from the lads before we do it but um, uh, yeah, it's, it's hard to preview this one. We know how good they were uh, this time last year. Do you know what I mean? Like, um, and, and how well they were doing. And we were looking forward to that Leinster final. Obviously, it didn't take place. But, um, you know, they're a year on. They're a year wiser. They're bigger. Um, you know, they're, they're men now. <laughs> Most of them will be shaving. So, uh, uh, like, this is still a final that we are so looking forward to. and it'd be a great backdrop to the, the start of of, of of this year's Leinster Minor Championship as well.
0: Yeah, absolutely, Mickey. I think it's, uh, it's a very interesting dynamic, I suppose, because the competition now effectively, as you say, haven't gone on for the guts of a year, is going to be rolled off in, what, two or three weeks, you know, between Leinster final, All-Ireland semi-final and All-Ireland final. Um, but look, John McCarthy has spoken about it before. It's not been ideal. It's been extremely difficult, I suppose, Um, mentally as much as anything for the players because a lot of these guys have just done their leaving certs, you know, and all the time they've been trying to continue to train remotely when they could and then collectively as a result but all the time throughout the winter months there was this uncertainty that the competition mightn't even be done and this was coming off the back as such a good feel-good factor having beaten Dublin and Navan last year and they obviously plotted their way through the to the, to the Leinster final to where they're playing awfully a side that have you know again enjoyed incredible success beating Kildare in the semi-final they're a side they're, sorry they're a county on the up Mickey you look at the structures they have in place they're going well in the Hurland they had a brilliant win against loud on Sunday in in the football as well so so it's a great I think it's a really good game for both I think it'll be a cracking game um, I think it would be brilliant if Mead could win it I think it's a great opportunity to win a Leinster and test ourselves against the best in the country then and, and who knows try and try and get an all-Ireland minor championship it'd be brilliant and then a lot of these guys are probably going to go on there's there's three or four in the panel who are going to be part of this year's minor team who are waiting in the wings to know that if they are beaten on Wednesday they're going to be out in a couple of weeks in in the Leinster quarterfinal in this year's minor but if they win they get a buy I think to the semi-finals and likewise for the Meath under 20s they're in the exact same boat so they'll be there's a, little, there's a few little subplots to do with it, Mickey, but look, it's a huge game for John and the lads
1: and uh, we, we wish them well, you know? Yeah, we really do. And and, and John McCarthy and his management team have, have done brilliant work with this team. Um, absolutely brilliant. And uh, let's hope they get their just rewards on Wednesday evening in, in Mullingar. And uh, the, the referee, incidentally, Davey, is uh, Fedigan, um, the, the loud man, uh, who you know a lot about. Yeah, well, he he managed the St Dalton's
0: Ladies uh, before Mickey. Um, it's probably about four or five years ago, um, and I know he's on the he's on the Leinster uh, committee for officiating because he does a lot of games line line in the game. So um, he'll he'll definitely know me. Well, let's just hope he's he, he's fair and the decisions reflect that.
1: Let's just hope you didn't upset them down there in St. Dalton's, ladies, and uh, you didn't insult them too much. Um, <laughs> no, 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 good no, 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 no. I left the good times. <laughs> That's the main thing. So it is. Um, but yeah, look, uh, John McCarthy and the lads. Again, we wish you the very best of luck on weddings tonight, and you know, uh, keep doing what you have been doing. Because uh, as I said you were the pride of mead football last year with the ladies and the ladies are after winning their national football league there's no reason why you can't join them and, and take a trophy home on wednesday night so best of luck to everybody involved um davy i think we'll move on now to our club fixtures and results so what we'll do is we'll do the results from uh, uh from last wednesday the club results and then we'll do the fixtures and we'll do our predictions. So we'll, while you're calling out last week's results, I will get the, um, our, our predictions. Um, so if you want to start maybe with the Talton Cup.
0: Yeah, absolutely, Mickey. We'll start um, in the Talton Cup. And the first game up last Wednesday night was uh, the big one in Group A between St. Vincent's and Kilbride, two of the informed sides not just in the junior but in the county as a whole but it was St. Vincent's the home side who emerged victorious on a scoreline of 112 to Kilbride's one nine. So three point win for the Vincent's there.
1: Davy Davy just to let you know I got that one right. You went for Kilbride. I went for St. Vincent's so let's just stop. Uh, that's all the results. That's all the results. I was results. wondering why
0: you went with the taunted first. You knew well that'd be the first. Game. <laughs> oh, well,
1: man. That's the results done. Good luck. We'll move on to the fixtures <laughs> then.
0: No, there's one more result I want to call out before we go yeah. any further. And that <laughs> happened at Ban last Wednesday evening. And it was a brilliant uh, 2 14. The 2-9 win for some Bridgets against the Ultons. What a win for George Plunkett and the Bridgets. Five-point victors um against the Ultons there in, in Group A. So their first win of the year and they're off the mark. Um, the heavyweight clash in Group A was Castletown and Karen Ross, and it didn't disappoint, Mickey. Castletown 2-13, Carnaross 1-15. So a one-point win for Castletown in Karen Ross last Wednesday night in a, in a real high-quality um affair. The... Next one up is in Group B, and Boards Mill were put to the pin in their collar by Drumcondrat, Mickey, in fairness. Um, one fifteen to Boards Mill, a battle Drum Conrad, just despite having only 15 men. They put up 11 points and a really respectable showing against the side who have got the biggest um, score, aggregate score over the three games so far. So a decent um, morale booster for Drum Conrad there. Um, our own car town, my own car town, getting back to winning ways, last Wednesday night on a scoreline of 121 to Clonard's 1-7 um, and then the penultimate game in Group B was Kilmainham Woods five St Paul's 11 points and the final game was the Boyne derby between Slane and St Mary's and it was Slane three St Mary's 10 points
1: yeah the Slane coming out victorious in the Battle of the Boyne there and um, you missed out on one there Davey it was Dunsany and Minalti in Group yeah. A Uh, do, do, do you have the result there for Dunsany I, I know that Dunsany beat Minaldi in this one I think it could have been double scores uh, it could have been 117 to 10 points or something like that if I'm not mistaken Davey. Um yeah bear, um, bear with me Mickey it just
0: wasn't uh, shown as a fixture there so I'll, I'll get the score line now um, anyway. <laughs> apologies for that it was Dunsany 221 Minaldi 1-5 so a massive 19, oh. 19 point win for Dunsany, informed Dunsany against an out of form and are three defeats from three, I think, so far. So, not going all that well. Brilliant.
1: Well, Davey, what that means for both of us was that you got six out of eight in the uh, Tolchin Cup. I got seven out of eight, would you believe? Uh, the only one I got wrong was the St. Bridget's St. Dalton's. I went for a draw on that one. You went for a St. Dalton's win. And um, it, obviously, it was St. Bridget's who came out victorious. We did say, we did, now we, we have to hold our hands up. We said that uh, if, um, if St. Dalton's could score 1 9, that they'd probably beat uh, uh, St. Bridget's because St. Bridget's were only scoring 1 8 a game. Um, but they came out and scored, what was it, 215? Um, 213. Two, Two thirteen and uh, and uh, yeah, a, a massive, massive scoreline there for St. Bridget's and well done to them. And we'll we'll save the slagging for another day. So we will. Um, we deserve the slagging, So at this stage, I'm needing seven, seven to six. Um, not bad return there. I only got one wrong, and you got two wrong in the Targan Cup. So we'll move on now to the corner Cornabone, Davey Risten.
0: Yeah, first game up was between Mead Hill and Ballinlock in the North Mead Derby. And it was Mead Hill who emerged victorious on a scoreline of 13 points to 10. Next game was St. Michael's who travelled to Beliver. And this was a feisty enough encounter, Mickey. It finished St. Michael's 3 11, 12 points. They only finished with 12 men, actually, Beliver. So three red cards in that. I think Michael's had a red card too. So there could have been four or five and all. It was uh, all, all hell broke loose.
1: That was the the the, the semi finalists of the um of the chat in the championship last year, wasn't no 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 no. Awesome.
0: Yeah, well, Michael's Michael's were in the intermediate and beliver obviously coming up as junior champions. Um, so going going with form to be fair, with Michael's winning out, but there was there was a bit of bad blood and keep an eye if they meet later on in the summer because it'll be interesting um, Absolutely. next one up was a big win for Sidon and yeah. again their first of the year deep beat their neighbors Knobber 110 to 11 points so a big win for Davy Cattle against his former side there um, and yeah. next game up it was another narrow win this time for St. Pats who defeated Kenny 1-8 to 10 points and um, I definitely had one on you there Mickey if, if memory serves me correctly um, Yeah. Next one up was Waterstown 120, Clannagale 2-8. I think Clannagale for their first two games scored 1-8 and their next (laughs) game it's 2-8. So at least they're consistent, but um, unfortunately it's not proven to be enough Waterstown getting their first win of the year and it's three defeats on the spin for the at men. Um, Next game up was two of the informed sides in the Intermediate Championship, Dalik Belustown and Blackhall Gales, but it was Dalik Belustown who emerged victorious, 13 points to 10 in that one. Um, Longwood were defeated by Trim, um, a rampant trim, three ten to 1-4 um, in favour of the intermediate um, favourites for this year. Kilmainham got a big win against Becht of 2-12 to 2-7 and Kilmainham back to winning ways as well, Mickey. Um, the next one was also 2-12, but this time it was to 10 points. So Oldcastle 2-12, Drumbarra 10 points. Again, Castle going strong, Drumbarra struggling to get... Um, get off the ground I suppose under Queen King just yet and the final game was probably one of the games that we expected to be a little bit of a one-sided encounter but it was anything but it turned out to be Dundry 2-10 Moila mm-hmm. 3-6 so a one point win there for Dundry, but they were pushed to their pin in their collar and I think it took a last minute goal for Dundry to get over the line in that one against the Batlin Moila side
1: yeah, and in this one, I ended up with 6 out of 10 results. Davey, you clawed back your one. You had 7 out of 10 results. Um, the ones we got wrong, we both got Sidden and Nobber wrong. We both went for Knobber. Um, on the Blackhall Gales to Leek Bellyerson, you went for Blackhall Gales. I went for a draw, um, and I was just pipped on that one. And then, uh, finally, we... I'm just trying to The Kilmainham, yes, Kilmainham. We both went for Be- Bective in that one. And uh, we both got it wrong. And then there was one more where, yes, you went for St. Pat's. And I went for a Kenny win. And you got your one back on me in that one. So seven out of ten for you. Six out of ten for me in the corner of all Now, fresh Cup, Davy Rispin. You're going to love this one. <laughs> uh, first up
0: was a win for Summerhill by the narrowest of margins against Navin and Mahnes. It finished Summerhill 1-11. Navadamahani's 2 7, so a one point win for the Hill there. Um, dunham Ashburn put up a massive scoreline against the struggling Curaha side in that uh, local derby as well. It was dunham Ashburn 5 17, Curaha 1 5. Um, next game, another derby um, between Dunboyne, Peter's Dunboyne and Dunshocken. But again, a one sided affair here. Dunboyne winning out 3 11 to Dunshocken's eight points. Next game again a landslide victory. This time for the Kellsmen in Gale Column Kill. They won 118 to Menalvi's nine points. So Manalvi were two from two going into this, but Gale Column Kill um, laid down a big marker, I suppose, there in Grange Garden on Wednesday night. Next game up was Wolf Tones uh, in a typically scrappy affair, you would say, with with Balna over in Kilberry I would have said that Kilberry would have suited Balnabraki but in fairness they, they got 7 points but it was the goals that won it for the Tones 2-6 to the Wolf Tones Balna 7 points in that one um, your own Simonstown Gales Mickey just about getting over the line against St. column Kills 1-13 to 2-9 really tight affair that one um, another close one and another p- 1 point victory this time for Screen Screen 16 points the FINA 2-9 um, 15 points and uh, the big one, and, and this I think is, this was my tip of the week, Mickey, Centralstown 4-11, the senior champions were told to 18 points So Centralstown near, and I suppose what you'd say, full strength against a bit of a depleted retort and they put them to the sword with those four goals, 4-11 to 18 points and a big win for them.
1: Yeah, fantastic game as well. I was, I was following that one and Central Saint led uh, from start to finish and it was a late rally from Latote that put some respectability on the scoreline. You obviously going for Central Saint there. Uh, Nafina on screen, very tight affair. You went for screen win and that one I went for Nafina win. Then Wolf Tones and Balanabraki, you said it, 2-6 to 7 points. I did say last week that the tight pitch was going to make this a, sh- a low scoring game but it was the goals that won it for Wolf Tones, 8 scores to 7 um, in, in, in the end there and uh, yeah absolutely brilliant the Simonstone game a cracking game of football again it was following this one and it was it was two and fro and Kills would take the lead Simonstone take the lead Column Kills take the lead and then Simonstone took the lead towards the end and uh, really had to uh, fight off um, uh, uh, St. Column Kills towards the end and in fairness I was looking at some tweets from, from St. Column Kills and they were saying it was an absolutely outstanding game of football um, and that they were delighted to be there. David, that meant that you had eight out of eight in the Fresh Cup. You reversed your fortunes from last week. You had a poor Fresh Cup performance last week. Uh, you only had three out of the eight, and I had five. So um, it was a disappointing one for me, because I only got five out of eight this week on the um, uh, Fresh Cup. Now, last week, uh, you had 14 out of 20, 25 results, right? And I had 13 out of 25 results. Both of us have been improved this week. You got 21 out of 25 results right this week. So you've improved by seven results. And I got 18 out of 25. <coughs> so I've I've increased mine by five. So, um, yeah, we're both improving, but you're still taking the lead at the moment, which is absolutely great to see. Um, yeah, it just shows that uh, you are the, the the man who knows more about football and mead than anybody else. Um because I, I, I represent the rest of the county just to let you know um, <laughs> I'm the best of the rest let's just say but there, um, Mickey
0: there's still some and it's funny because in a lot of scenarios we went for the same team and we ended up with egg in our face the likes of say Bridget's yeah. thing in us and obviously Kilmainham, Kilmainham. Um, yeah. against Bective was another one that really was a bit of a surprise result you'd have to say but um, interesting there is some one-sided games there's been plenty of close games as well and plenty of only one or two point wins for certain teams too
1: yeah yeah there really hasn't and, 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 and interestingly as well and a couple of the results that could have swung a little, little bit more in my favour were the, the likes of the Black Hole Gales to leak you went for Black Hole Gales and got it wrong I went for the draw and got it wrong and then with St. Dalton's and St. Bridget's, you went for the autumns win. I went for the draw instead of you know being ballsy and going for a St. Bridget's win. And um, so even the draws are letting me down at the moment. Um when, when I have a chance to maybe claw back a result or two on you. Davy, um, that is the um results. So we're going to run through the fixtures and our predictions for um next Wednesday in the Taulton Cup Cornerbonia and in the Fesh Cup. So um, and again. As well, folks, just to remind you that our Power Rankings um, podcast will be coming out this week on our Patreon service. It's Patreon forward slash We Are Me. That's our Loyal Royals podcast. And uh, we will be going through the tables on that podcast because the tables will represent, for me, where the teams are at the moment. And then Davey Rispin is going to do his Power Rankings. He's going to be a bit like Owen Sheehan. He's going to be a bollocks, basically. So he is. Um, and teams that he doesn't like, he's just going to put them way down the pecking order purely because he doesn't like them and stuff like that. So that'll be a really interesting podcast to listen to. Um, but uh, yeah, we, we, just to let you know that we, we probably won't run through the tables on this, we'll be running through them on the Patreon service. And um, Interestingly as well, just before we do want the to the, the um, fixtures, Davey, is that there are only four unbeaten teams in the FESH Cup. In Group A, there are three teams, but in Group B, Simon Stern are the only unbeaten team in, in Group B. In Group A, you've got St Peter's Dunboyne, Gale Column Kill. Oh, sorry, there's only two. Um, it's Gale Column Kill and St Peter's Dunboyne, which you would have probably expected. And then in, in Group B, Simon Sid are the only ones. And you look down there, told second from bottom in in their group in the Fresh Cup. Um, yeah, just that's just a little taster of what's come on the power rankings.
0: Lush, beautiful grass shouldn't be limited to GA pitches. At Husqvarna, we have the perfect solution. Silently say goodbye to hours wasted manually mowing your lawn, replacing it with the near silent cutting of a Husqvarna Auto More. Smart home compatible, and if that isn't your cup of tea, Auto More from your phone. Auto More also brings new meaning to green fingers, producing no direct emissions. If we've caught your ear, contact PR Coin & Sons, your authorized Auto More dealer on 046 955 1910 or in store in Clonard
1: County Mead. So uh Davy, we'll go through these and give our, our, our um our predictions. So in the Toltron Cup on Wednesday night, Kilbride versus Dunsany Davy Rispin. This is a nice tasty one.
0: It is, yeah. And and again it's going to be a big test for Kilbride, you know, they've tasted the feet for the first time this year. and but I think Dunsaini are coming good. That was a really impressive display last Wednesday night. Massive score put up. Um, I think Dunsaini should continue on their winning ways. This will be a big challenge for them as well, though. But I yep. think Dunsaini should have enough, Mickey.
1: Yeah, I've, I've gone for a Dunsaini win here. But I do think that this is going to be, uh, you know, as you said, this is going to be a real tough exercise for them. And we know an awful lot more about where these two teams are at this stage uh, next week because it is round four. And there's, a, there's only three games left after that in, in, in the Torton Cup. Um, David the next one up in Group A is minority against St. Bridget's. And St. Bridget's off on the back of that huge win against St. Tortons.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Um, <laughs> Minolte are struggling, right? And this is the game that you would imagine should kickstart their year. Um, now, I know they've a lot of lads injured and unavailable and stuff. St. Bridget's obviously going to be on the road and leaving the fortress that is Ballina I think the pressure's on Minolte, and I'm going to say that they may just deliver and, and get their season off to uh, to 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 a belated start with a win. Um, but it won't be easy, and Bridget's will give them their fill of it, but I'm going to say Minolte.
1: I've gone for a draw, Davy here. Um, purely because Minolte are under the cosh here. Uh, St. Bridget's are going to be on a high, and I think that... This is one that St. Bridget's will want to lay down a marker after getting the win. But Winalti need a win. Um, yeah, it's a tough one to call. Um, we do think that this could go either way, but so I'm going to go for the draw and sit in the fence. Now, next one up, St. Dalton's and Cairna Ross, Davie Rispon. Um St. Dalton's will be reeling after that loss to St. Bridget's, and Cairna Ross after their loss to Castletown.
0: Yeah, I'm going to say they'll be reeling even more, Mickey, um, after Wednesday night. I'm going to say Karen Ross will continue on their, well, I won't say their merry way because uh, they were obviously beaten last week, but give a good account of themselves. Frank O'Reilly in brilliant form, 110 he got on the night. Um, they're playing all right, Karen Ross, you know, the, the good young side. Um, I think they'll be building up towards Championship. Boltons are missing a few bodies and that's going to that's gonna be difficult for them. Um, stinging, as you said, on the back of last week's upset what you'd have to say at the hands of St. I think Karen Ross will win
1: yeah and, and I've gone for a Karen Ross win as well and St. Dalton's with no wins from three games at the moment as well so um, you know they would have probably been banking on the St. Bridget's game and probably took that game for granted uh, the next game up is Castletown and St. Vincent's and uh, Castletown two points behind St. Vincent's here in the table um, an interesting one this one Davy.
0: Absolutely, Mickey. I I was chatting to a few of the Karen Ross lads after last week, and you know they said the form of Kevin Ross and Darren Finney in particular. They were the two guys that struggled to mark. This is defensively, they they could probably be got at, but do St Vincent's have the caliber of forward to get at Castletown enough and to keep out those two danger men? I'm going to say no. This is a, this is a great game of potential though. Like you have Vincent, who are the perennial. Um, heavyweights of the junior championship, and you have the big dogs coming out from intermediate. Um, and they're going to meet later on in the summer as well in the championship in, in the group as well, um, as I'm all too aware. So <laughs> I'm going to say Castleton. I think Castleton will have a little bit too much, but it should be a great, great game.
1: Yeah, I've gone for Castle. I've, I've already written down my name over Castleton here. Um, but again, yeah, this is a Mount Water and tie, uh, and neither of them will want to show too much. Um, before that yeah. championship game But both of them Will want to sit, put down A marker at the same time because So it's,
0: it's At the top of this group You look at the first yeah. four Between Dunsany, Vincent's Castletown And Karen Ross And even down to Kilbride And obviously There's just two teams So the winner from this group Goes directly into the final Second place in this group Is in the semi-final And that's it So you can't really afford To be losing ground To teams around you so this is that. that's why This is a
1: huge game yeah, one hundred percent. And if Kilbride were to beat Dunsany as well, that would really put the yeah. cat amongst the pigeons. Um, moving on to Group B now, Davy Rispin. And um, the first game up is Drumcondra v Slane. I'm putting my name down on Slane here, even though you know it was great to see Drumcondra putting uh, putting in such a really you know stern performance. Um, uh, uh, last weekend. I'm looking at the table. Says that Drumcondra have a win here. I, 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 they, they got a
0: walkover over uh, St Paul's. St Paul's get right, them a walkover yes. two weeks yeah, ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: yeah.
0: Um, Do you know what, Mickey? This is going to be so close. I, I, I think. I think it will be. I think these two have history. They, they absolutely despise each other, right? Uh, so there could be all sorts going on now. It's, it's a funny dynamic because from they're actually playing the first round of their Premier Championship next weekend, okay? So they're in Championship mode if you if you will because they're not obviously going to be in the Junior A this year. So you'd imagine their preparation should be a little bit further along the line than say Slane would be. Now Slane have kind of got back to winning ways. Two wins on the spin the beaten Clonard which would have been expected to do and then obviously beat the Mary's but they're still missing bodies. From Conrad despite operating with limited resources um they're going all right. What I'll be interested to see is the Drum Conrad side. Do they prioritise the Premier Championship on the Saturday or Sunday by not taking this game as seriously on the Wednesday night? That that will really interest me. I'm going to say Slane will win, but I think it'll be close.
1: Yeah, I've gone for a Slane victory here as well. And, you know, in fairness to Drum Conrad they will have to be looking further ahead to that Championship game. Um, and, you know, there's no relegation from, from the Cup competitions. You know, so... Um, yeah, I think that the championship will take uh, precedence. But look, it all depends on what kind of numbers they have, what kind of team they can put out. But I'm going to go for a slain win. The next one is St. Mary's against Corta and Davy. And you just have to travel all the way down there to St. Mary's um, for this game.
0: Yeah, I was hoping I'd get to travel to Mullingar Wednesday night, but that's not yeah. going to happen by the looks of it. Unless Mary's want to give us a walk over and prioritise their Premier Championship next weekend, of course. Um, <laughs> look, at, I no respect to the Marys and their good side you know some good young players Um, but but I would be disappointed if we didn't build on probably last week and, and the first round as well and, and keep keep it going with another win here hopefully
1: yeah both of us uh, I shouldn't have really asked you didn't need to I should have pre- previewed that one myself but I'm going to go for a quarter time win here the next one up is Clonard against Kilmain and Moden of course, you know what Clman and Wood are like, Davy, at this stage. And uh, you know what Clonard are like as well.
0: Yeah, um Clenard are are in it in a difficult scenario now, to be fair at the moment, Mickey. It's it's not nice really to see where they're at, unfortunately. Um and again, they're preparing for premier championship, obviously, next weekend, too. Um, but you know, all credit to them getting teams out and, and giving it a lash, but I I I can't see past Calmane Wood. They're going well, they're putting up decent scores as well. I think they'll make it four from
1: four here with, with a bit to spare. Yeah, and, and some lovely young players coming through in that command wood team too as well. So I've gone for a Kilmain Wood win here. And the last one, St. Paul's against Boardsmill. Not much to say here. And I don't mean I don't mean to be disrespectful, but Boardsmill have to be winning this game against St. Paul's.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And again, the Paul's yeah, trying to focus on what's coming next weekend when they'll be in with teams who you'd imagine they'd be a little bit more competitive against versus what's probably in this group. So, um, yeah, they'll be just getting ready for Championship, but Mill will just crack on and probably set another record.
1: (laughs) So the only game that we... uh, Yeah, set another record is right. Uh, They they, they keep mentioning that. Um, David, so the only difference we have in the Tottenham Cup is the Minaldi St. Bridget's game and... uh, Again, me not being ballsy enough to back St. Bridget's, but saying that we get a draw and you go for a minority win, so that's the only discrepancy we have so far. We move on now to the corner, Bonya, and uh, in Group A, sitting against Believer, sitting on the back of that huge, uh, a massive, win. Um, uh, not, not not massive scoreline win, but a massive win um, against Knarber last weekend. Yeah, I think
0: th- yeah, that'll be big for them. You know that that will be a huge win. It'll give them great confidence. Um, I think they're getting a few bodies back. I don't know how close Darrow is to fitness or anything like that. Um, Beliver, you know, ha- have improved without all the guys they're missing. But I think Sidden, they're at home, aren't they, as well, Mickey? Um, yeah. this should probably make home advantage count. It'll be tight though again. There'll be this will be low scoring. it'll be probably low drama, but um, it'll be ferociously hard fought. And I think Sidden might just have enough.
1: Yeah, I've gone for a sitting victory here as well, Davey, and uh, in the next one up in Carolyn's is St. Michaels against Ballinlock, and that's an interesting one. It
0: is, yeah, the Michaels are going well, they're three from three, um, you know, they 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 probably still haven't hit their optimum either, Ballinlock are struggling a little bit, Nicky, in fairness, I know they've picked up one point from a possible six, but the games that they've that that they played would have been what might have been perceived as favorable enough game so far, and they're going to play some of the big hitters in the coming weeks. Um, I think Michaels will crack on, and I think it's a great chance for them to to keep their hundred percent record going here.
1: Yeah, I have uh, St. Michael's down for victory here, but you know, there's always a sting from Baron Lock, and I think that they're going to catch us one of the weeks, Davy Risman, mm. that's for sure. Um, and it really could be this week because, you know, that's a, another uh, North Mead Derby as well. Um, looking uh, uh, on to the next one, and another Mead, uh, North Mead Derby sees Mead Hill taking on Nobber. So all form goes out the window with this one. Uh, Mead Hill with three wins from three, Nobber with one victory so far. Who's going to win this one, Davy Rusman? I think Mead
0: Hill will keep their, their feel-good factor going here. Yeah. Um Nubber have just Nobber are a funny one because they had a great win against Ballinlock in the first round, but slowly but surely it's kind of descended into chaos ever since that. Um now obviously Jordy's not around and I think Sean Mead has been injured too. And you know, when you take those two out of Nobber, it's you know what have you kind of thing. Um so I think Mead Hill, nigh on full strength, should make it four from four and Martin McGovern will be, will be delighted
1: if they do. Yeah, 100%. I've gone for a Mead Hill win here. But again, as I said, in a local derby, and this is a local derby of all local derbies, and, you know, Meath Hill, who have, you know, only recently won the, the Junior Championship and, and have established themselves as an intermediate team. Nobber, who have won the Intermediate Championship, come up to senior and have come back. They won't like it uh, going into this game. Uh, you know, this is one that where Nobber have always been ahead of Mead Hill. If Mead Hill get the victory here, that'll be a statement of intent for the championship for sure. Uh, moving on now to Group B, Davey Risman. on the first uh, fixture we have up there is Jalik standing against Clon McGale. I think Clon McGale, you know, just flattered to deceive this year a little bit. You know, they've, They've had a great couple of years, and this year they're just struggling a bit. I'm going to go with a Duliek Baluyasin win because Duliek Baluyasin are, are, are humming at the moment and only with one loss so far. And I think it was in that local derby to St. Pat's. It
0: was it was indeed. Um Had a big win against Blackhall Games last week. That yeah. was that was two real heavyweights in the intermediate going at it. Um, Not the best game in terms of quality, but again they'll have been pleased to get the right side of the result one thing sure and certain about Clannagail, you know they're going to kick eight points, but I, I would fancy Values Ballestown to kick a few more than eight and uh, maybe a couple of
1: goals as well to throw in. Yeah, we've both gone for Dalit Ballestown win. The next one up in Group B is Waterstown against Ratkenny. And uh, Waterstown on two points, Rakkenny on two points, not much in their score difference between them. Um, this is a tight one to call, Davey Ristman. This really is classic.
0: Is. This is classic now intermediate football now, Mickey. Yeah. Uh, Two sides who would have been big senior clubs for years, and and they're striving to get back there, but they're finding how difficult it can be. Um, I I think Waterstone on the back of that big win last week. I think the first two games they played, um, one was against Blackhall, and the other one I think was the League Values They gave decent account of themselves. They just ran into one. They obviously got the big win against Clanagail in that boy last week. Um, Rackenny a bit unlucky obviously as you say last week to miss yeah. out to, to, to an informed form pathside I'm going to stick with Waterstown I know you like Rackenny so I wouldn't be surprised if there's a difference of opinion here
1: <laughs> I, I was just writing my M above Rackenny so I was. <laughs> I have great growth for Waterstown as well I'm just thinking you know the, the the hard games that they've come through they don't have that huge huge panel um, neither do Rackenny either no, but um, yeah I'm just going to give Rackenny the nod in this one but Again, this is a th- as you said, this is a typical uh, uh, real intermediate clash here of two really good sides that you just it's just going to be a, a toss of a coin really like this. You, this could easily be a draw as well, David Russell. But I'm gonna I'm gonna go for uh, Kenny. You're gonna go for Warson. Next up in Stamolin is Simpats Pat's against Blackhall Gales. Now here we go. There's one for you, David Russell.
0: Uh, th- these are great games. You know this group is is a is a fascinating one. What's becoming evident to me, Mickey, is that. The the clubs with um, little or no county men, as in the clubs that are closer to one hundred percent, or we'll say their championship team, are teams that are probably making hay. And in fairness, the Pats they've improved significantly. Um, and Blackhall won't obviously have the two hurlers in in Shane Whitty and Stephen Morris. Although Donnacha Tobin did return last week for a seasonal reappearance, which is great. Um, it'll be close. It'll be it'll be a good game. But I, I'm going to go for the Pats. I think.
1: Yeah, I, I'm going to go for the Sympaths uh, here myself. Um, it, it really is a tight one to call, but I just think that Sympaths bottomed out and have, have, have bounced back. And with the management team that they've brought in, the, the two players, uh, the ex-players from Sympaths, I think that they're just humming at the moment and they're getting a tune out of the boys. Um, yeah, I'm going to go for Sympaths as well, Davy. so no discrepancy on that one. You know, Blackhall Gales will hate us for saying it, um, and, and like, and that's it. That that is a huge game in the scheme of things, grand scheme of things. When you look at it, Blackhall Gales need a victory to give themselves any hope of being in the top two, um, in that group. Um, so because I do feel that Dulie Bellusson will get the win against Gale and it'll open up a little bit of a gap, and um, if Blackhall Gales don't get the victory here, um. Jeez, I should have went for a draw, but I've gone for some And <laughs> uh, Next one up, Bechtdorf against Drumbara Emmets. And uh, this is in Group B, Davey Risman.
0: Yeah, Bechtdorf have been a, a bit of a yo-yo side so far, Mickey. Um, you know, a couple of, couple of decent results and then a couple of disappointing losses. And I think the Kilmainham game last week was probably synonymous of that. Um, Drumbara, I, like I, I actually, oh God... I'm going to say Drumbara. I think mm. there's been a couple of signs of life in the last few weeks. They put up a decent account of themselves against Oldcastle last week. I'm just not sure where Bective to Brass. They're so inconsistent, you just don't know what they're going to, going to come out and do. I think it's a good opportunity for Drumbarra to get a win, um, but I wouldn't be at all surprised if Bective did beat them at the same time. But I'm going to stick my neck out and go Drumbarra.
1: Yeah, I said at the start this is Group B. It's actually Group C. Sorry, it's the start of Group C. But I'm actually going to say Bective here. Um, looking at their score differences and whatever, like Drumbarra have been outscored two to one, uh, whereas Bechted, uh have a plus four score difference um uh, on their side. So, um, yeah, I'm going to go for a Bective win here, Davy. So another little discrepancy. Moving on to the next game in Group C, sees Oldcastle taking on Longwood. Davey, I, I just feel that Oldcastle are in form here at the moment. Longwood will be missing a couple of hurlers, and I just feel that Oldcastle are, are, are just that little bit further ahead at the moment.
0: Absolutely. When you're, when you're not from three, in terms of your three games, you've taken a few trimmings yeah. as well. Oldcastle are the last side you want to see coming down the road, and uh, they'll, they'll crack on. I think they'll make it four from four.
1: Excellent. So both going for Oldcastle. The next one up is a lovely local derby. Trim versus Dunderry, uh, or Dundry. Um, it's a top of the table clash both of them with three from three um, but Trim um, with a much higher score and average than Dundry at the moment um, but will any of that make a difference going into this local Derby Davey? Um It depends who gets the
0: first round card in this mickey I think that will probably yeah. set the tone <laughs> for it but um, look at neither of them are at full strength Trim obviously have a lot more in terms of county men unavailable and stuff Dundry, I think have a few injuries to contend with not saying they're still going well and they're they're both putting their 100% records on the line and it's going to be a great local derby. I'm going to say trim. I just I, I, I just like trim. I, I I think they're they're the team to beat and this will be a great test for them but I think they'll get over the line.
1: Yeah, we're both going with the safe option here. We're going for the favorites of the intermediate championship. Uh, we're both going to pick trim over under here. Um and then the final game in group CC's Moyla taking on Kilmainham. Um interesting one here. Uh, Kilmainham on four points Moyla on two Kilmainham with that massive victory last week that stung both of us um, against Bechtit I think it was um, can they do it again against Moyla
0: not sure can they
1: <laughs> um, we,
0: we played uh, we played a mixture of a Kilmainham side on Friday night we were a mixture as well and we, we got a decent win against them um, obviously Mickey's not going to be playing I don't know what the story is with Declan Mullen either um, you know he's part of the mid twenties panel at the moment. I, I'm getting, I'm getting good vibes from Miley. You know that was a big win against Longwood a few weeks ago. so unlucky not to get something against Dundry last week as well. Home advantage. Um, it's going to be tight. It's a great opportunity for both. Kilmainham will be looking at it and saying, "Geez, it's quite a chance for us to get three wins from four outings." But Miley, I, I like Miley here, Mickey.
1: Yeah, we both have gone for Moila here. I just think that, uh, and we always say this week in, week out, with the fact that uh, uh, Kilmainham are going to be missing two yeah. talisman in the forward line. And then we got egg on her face. So, you know, um, yeah, I, I, I picked Moila here as well. I just think that... Uh, yeah, we're we're both going to be uh, making a bollocks sort of ourselves here. Um, I think Kilmaine will just Kilmaine must listen to this podcast every week and go, ah, ah that's great. The lads tipped against us, but uh, look, that's the Cornabonia ones uh, done. There's a couple of discrepancies. You have gone for Beckett, I went for Drumbara. Uh, you went for Waterstone, I went for Kenny, and uh, they're the only two discrepancies we have. Throughout the uh, Corn Leponia. So we're, we're, we're keeping it tight. Now we're going into the Fesh Cup, Davy Westman. And uh, in Group A, uh, this game will be played in Summerhill. It's Summerhill against Gail Column Kill. I'm going to put my neck on the line, Davy Westman, and say that Gail Column Kill will win this one. And that's no disrespect to Dundry. I just think that Gail Column Kill, you know, w- w- even without their two county men, are just flying at the moment. Matimo has just you know he's just put up his, it's as if he's putting out his hand to say lads did you just forget to have a look at the forwards in, 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 in Kells as well did you just <laughs>
0: well Mickey it's definitely no disrespect to Dunnery because they're not I'm oh, the sorry Summerhill yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> <But> <laughs> sorry, sorry. no no you're 100% right I think you're on the money Summerhill are doing fierce well to be as competitive as they have been with, with all the lads that are missing, I think. And that's the biggest compliment I could pay them. Gil, Column, Kill are a bit of a juggernaut at the minute. You know, you, you said it about Mademo. he got 111 last week. You're missing yeah. Jordy, you're missing Fionn. Bino didn't play last week. To be honest, which is the signs are quite ominous for, for the rest of them when they do all return and they have their full compliment. What a prospect they are. I think they'll crack on. I think, yeah, Kels...
1: Yeah, we're both going for Kells at the moment in in, in this one, and uh, somewhere else, like you know, like there's still two wins from three, um, but they, you know, they've been they've been their wins have been hard fought, let's mm-hmm. just say, whereas Gil Kel, Kel, Kells are having it a little bit easier. Now here's a Mount Water and Typhia. Minalvi, the goal scorers in chief against Dunham or Ashburn
0: yeah manalvi's bubble was burst last week at the hands of Gail column Kill There were two two from three obviously going into that they would have had high hopes going to Grange gotten tomarashburn our side that i think are hitting form now and um, that was a really impressive um, display obviously against the depleted Curaha side but in saying that 517 is nothing to be sniffed at um a, a wide array of scores as well um and for the four consecutive week, I'm going to tip against Manalby and go this week for Dunham Ashburn. At least it was right last week for the first time.
1: <laughs> so you've gone for Dunham or Ashburn. I've actually yeah. gone for Manalby here uh, on home soil as well. Um, yeah. It's a home game for them. I just, uh, yeah, you know, they, 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 they have two wins from, from, from the three games and I think they're going to make it three wins from four. Um, and or Ashburn needing a victory, I suppose, um, with only one victory so far. Um, from their three games. The next one is Curaha against St. Peter's Dunboyne. And as you said already, Davey, Curaha are completely depleted. St. Peter's Dunboyne are just getting stronger week on week. Um, you know, and <clears throat> with the couple of lads that have left the county panel in the last month as well to, to rejoin St. Peter's Dunboyne, they are looking formidable at the moment. So I'm saying is, uh, St. Peter's win here.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I think uh, the St. Peter's lads were on a weekend trip to Galway um, over the weekend, probably as a result of their fine form, um, I think the only hope for Curaha in this game is that St Peter's and Biden consumed awful poison points over the weekend, and they'll all be struck down with sickness or that. Because <laughs> otherwise, I don't think there's any. Um, they have a hope. It's it's going to be another St Peter's and Boyne win. I think.
1: Or it could be a case that the St. Peter's done point stayed in Galway and the, the you know <laughs> or it, that, well, yeah. well even if they put out their second team, I think will still think they'd be very, very strong. Yeah. Um Davy will move on to the next one in group A. The final game in group A is Dunchocklin against Navin Omatnees, both of them on two points here in the um uh sorry, uh Dunchoclin on zero points, O'Matney's on two points. So this one is uh, an interesting one. Two teams that are fairly similar at the moment in their rebuilding process. Um, but who's further along the, the, the line? Oh, good question. <laughs> um, I, I see the Stephen Bray return for
0: Navino Matinee's last week, which will be a, a big boost a help to them. Yeah. And I think I can exclusively reveal that Shane Gillespie is back on the Emerald Isle as well. For how long, I don't know. Will he feature? I haven't a clue, but he is back and I wouldn't be at all surprised if he did end up lining out against Dunchoklin, and it'd be just their luck the way things are going for them. If he did, and probably wreck the place, I'm going to say Navin O'Matney's. It's a great opportunity for both, and I think it's a big game for both because they're not going that well. But I'm just going to say O'Matney's oh, might have a little bit too much.
1: Yeah, I'm. I'm actually going to go for Dunchotlin here, but there is an asterisk beside it. If Shane Gillespie plays for Navin O'Matney's. You know that's putting me at a a, a a bit of a disadvantage. So it is, Davy. Don't so, say it but, Martin. Uh, yeah, I'm I'm gonna go for Dunchoklin here. Um, but I think this could be a very 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 tight game, and um, mm. you could easily say see a draw in this game, no problem. But I'm gonna go for Dunchoklin, and um, that's one for Colin O'Brien. And um, moving on then to uh, Group B, and the first game up is Ballinabracky against Rathote. Davey Ruspin. This is a very interesting one. Could Balan uh, bring Red Holt the whole way down to the Offaly border, to the Westmead border, and to uh, Offaly-Westmead and where else? To the, Kildare. there, uh, uh, Narnia. And, and Narnia and the whole lot. Um, could they bring down the current senior championships and beat them on on their own home side? They could. They could,
0: Mickey. Will There's they? A bit, will they? Probably not. Um They've been a bit unlucky now to be fair, right? Because they haven't been disgraced in any of the games they've played so far. Yeah. But, but I... And we and are such a curious one as well because the amount of lads they're missing. They're probably missing eight or nine or ten guys. If if I'm led to believe that a couple of the McGowns possibly have dropped themselves off the Mead Hurland team, they could feature. Um, and if they do, they, they should probably have enough. But... This is a great game. Like you know, the senior versus intermediate champions at the home of football in, in Boyne Park in Bal And um, what a prospect it is. And yeah, there won't be disgraced, but I think I think we're told should have enough.
1: Yeah, see, you've got too much info on what's happening with <laughs> the teams and whatever. Like I've gone for a Have win you? There. No, that's yeah. great though. I've gone for a Balinabracky win there, but it will their 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 task will be made an awful lot harder for them if the McGowrons have, as you said, released themselves from the hurling uh, squad and are back playing for a poke. So, um again, asterisks beside that and putting an asterisks beside those two games, just to remind myself next week that I have, I had, I had good reason to, to go for the, uh, the, the side that I picked. Next game in group B, C Central's the informed team taking on another informed team, Simonstown Gales, Davy Usman. And you know, I'm going to be picking Simonstown no matter what, but this will be no walk in the park. And, Central Saint would only love to put one over Simonstown Gales. Absolutely, I think Centralstown are home at the minute. You know, that's
0: a big, big win for them against Reto last week. They're two from three. Uh, they're going well, but in saying that, I, I'm I'm a fan of Simonstown Gales as well. Make have to say, and I, I'd love to sort of oppose you here, but I, I can't. can't. I can't. Like, no, I can't because I think Simonstown win. Yeah, I, look. I... I
1: Central State have been banging in goals lately, you know, like and and and, and you know if they could do that again against Simonstown and get early goals and get that lead and and hold it, it'd be a very very tight game. But I think Simonstown just have a little bit of resilience yeah. about them. The way they came back um uh, against St Column kills um uh, last weekend in the second half, I just think yeah. They're, 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 they're just nicely moving along as well and um, so both gone for Simonston the next game up is in Pilton at St. Column Kills against Screen and of course St. Column Kills coming off the back of that loss to Simonston um, and Screen with their victory over Nafina and um, who do we go for here Davey?
0: oh this is a smelly one now this will be this is 50-50 really close your eyes and, and pray for God's blessing um,
1: well I've, I've gone for St. Column Kills um, I just yeah, think oh, that, yeah man. <laughs> I, 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 I'm
0: I going to go for Kills as well I think they were a bit unlucky not to get a win against Simon Sen. Screen are going okay but again I'm sort of reverting back to what I said about Pats Column Kills wouldn't be all that far away from their championship team with the exception of a couple whereas Screen obviously they're probably not at full strength when you look at it so yeah I'm going to go Kills,
1: kills as well yeah yeah you're just copying me now This and then the final game in the Fresh Cup David Risman uh, will be in Enfield and it's easy. Nafina taking on Wolf Tones. And again, this is a really interesting one. Both of them with two wins from two, um, sitting second in the group. Actually, there's four teams in second on the group with four points. Uh, Wolf Tones and Nafina central seven screen So um a chance for one of the teams to try and put a bit of daylight between themselves and, and the chasing pack. Yeah, absolutely.
0: Um God, the, the, these last two games are really after hitting me now. Um, I'm gonna, I'm gonna say tones. I don't, okay. I don't have any great confidence behind it, but I'm just gonna say tones.
1: Yeah, it, 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 this. You, I was probably waiting for you to make your decision. I was going to go the opposite because this yeah. is a 50-50 game, and I'm delighted that you've gone for tones. Just at the fact that Nafina are at home, um, and Wolf Tones have to travel up on Wednesday evening to Enfield, so that's that's a bit of a trek uh, for the lads. But um, yeah, this is this is. Again, as I said, had you picked Nafina, just to put a bit of a difference between us, I probably would have went the tones. Um you know, so I, I, I'm, I'm just glad that I get home advantage over you on that one. So, a couple of discrepancies again. Um, so Minalvi and Dunamarash were in the Fesh Cup. Uh, we both went for Gail Colin Kill against Summerhill. Minalvi and Dunamarash when you went Dunhamarash, when I went with then we both went for Dunboyne over Coraha. I went for Dunshoclin over Navin O'Matney's, you went for Navin O'Matney's. I went for Ban Nabraki, you went for a um in that game. We both went for Simonston over and we both went for St. Colin-Kills over screen, and I went for Navina, and you went for one tone. So one of us is going to get it horribly wrong in the first cup, Davy Risman, that is for sure. That is for sure,
0: Mickey, and that's not to mention all the other grades as well, which will probably go horribly wrong for both of us. But, yeah. but, wait, but For
1: both of us, yeah, because the but, interesting but, thing but, is... That but come happen. here, Mickey,
0: doesn't, isn't it great that, I suppose, there is that sort of level of difference in... in the FESH Cup in particular, we'd say.
1: Yeah, absolutely. There's many games that
0: are open-ended. You're not just saying, oh, well, they'll win, they'll win, they'll win. There is a few of those, don't get me wrong, but the other ones are complete 50-50 games.
1: Yeah, 100%, and it's great to see so so much competition um, and good competition, healthy competition within uh, the, all of the competitions uh, from the corner to the torture Cup to the, to the FESH Cup. So, yeah, we wish all the teams the very best luck next Wednesday night. Um, it's just brilliant to have the boys there. I think... A, a, a word of praise for the county board as well in putting on all of the cup competitions uh, on Wednesday night, David, Risman. I have heard so many counties given out that their games are being played on Saturday nights and Sunday mornings. Um, we and me don't have to worry about that at the minute. Lads can have their weekends and and, 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 and have a life on the weekends. Yes, there'll be training and stuff on the weekend but you still, most managers are allowing the players to have a life on the weekend, and then you get out and play your games on Wednesday Even What has it been like for you as quarter?
0: No, we've we've really enjoyed it, to be honest with you. Um, I, I would still have that qualm. I would have loved to have been able to go to or watch the Mean Miners this Wednesday, but yes. that's just a side I, I think overall, you're right. I think it's great that games are Wednesday nights. Obviously, the Premier is going to kick in now on the weekends and stuff, and then we have hurling every Friday night for teams that have that. So it's it's going to be hell for leather. You look at the likes of the dual clubs, they're going to be playing Wednesday night, they're going to have hurling Friday, and then they're going to have Premier Championship at the weekend. So they're probably going to have three games in four days. It probably makes it hard for dual managers out there and teams to train and stuff like that. But at the end of the day, what we're always crying out for is games, 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 and we're going to get that. Now we're going to have midweek and a weekend game. And in a lot of clubs, I know ourselves out in Corton with the Premier, we only have to name eight lads. So, you know, seven of the guys who start for us on... Wednesday night, we'll say we'll probably be out in action again on, on the Saturday or whatever for the Premier Championship. So it's great, it's brilliant.
1: Yeah, yeah, it really is. I think it's brilliant, and it gives the early part of the season lads football during the week, so the trainings aren't as heavy. You can do a bit of training on the weekend, but you also have a life on the weekend. And then yeah. obviously once it comes around to the latter part of it, and you've got Championship rolling in and whatever, you know, then you know you can get all serious about it. And I think I think you know kudos to the to the me Kelly board. I think that. This is one that they definitely got right. Uh, the fixtures committee. Lush,
0: beautiful grass shouldn't be limited to GA pitches. At Husqvarna, we have the perfect solution. Silently say goodbye to hours wasted manually mowing your lawn, replacing it with the near silent cutting of a Husqvarna Auto Mower. Smart home compatible, and if that is in your cup of tea, Auto Mower from your phone. Automore also brings new meaning to Greenfingers, producing no direct emissions. If we've caught your ear, contact PR Coin & Sons, your authorised Automore dealer, on 046 955 1910 or in-store in Clonard County Mead.
1: um we'll move on now uh, to our lotto segment, and uh, I'm sure you've had plenty of uh you're always getting in contact with you. Again we this haven't,
0: week. and we have indeed, Mickey. First one up is Dunsany GA. The numbers drawn in last week's um, lot were 9, 13, 17, and 18. They had no winner, but they had a match three winner who was Anne Brooks. and Anne collected 150 quid for her troubles. And um, the jackpot next week moves on to 6,150. Manalvi GFC again, uh, no winner of their. 10,000 jackpot Which has been capped on For some time now um, The numbers drawn were 5, 6, 24 and 27 They had three 20 year winners Who were Mary Keneally Geraldine Ash And TEA Gilson The next draw takes place On Monday the 28th You can play it at manalvgfc.ie Or on the Club Force app Next one up is Dunshockland and Royal Gales. The results from the 21st of the 6th. The numbers drawn were 6, 7, 25 and 27. Um, very similar numbers to actually be just looking at. Um, they had no jackpot winner as well, but they had four match three winners who all collected 50 quid each. The next draw takes place on Monday the 28th of June at half eight live on Facebook. Uh, jackpot at 13,000, which it's capped on. Reserve increases to 11,600. This is going to 100% catch up. But I can't wait till it does. I don't know what they're going to do then. They'll have a reserve of 13,000 ready to click as soon as the actual 13,000 is eventually won. Um, I think it's something like two and nearly two and a half years since the lot has been won. It's been mad. Wow. Um, But they're, they're obviously getting a great tune out of it. And you can play that one on Club Force as well. Um, Longwood GFC, 2,600 euro for jackpot. Last week, they had no jackpot winner. Um, next draw takes place again tomorrow night, Monday the 28th of June. Um, numbers drawn last week were 3, 8, 17 and 28 and Farrah Rigney, Naomi Beer and Colette Grogan were the lucky dip winners last week. Um, Castletown GFC, the results from the 22nd of June, the numbers drawn were 2, 3, 23 and 24, €2,300 of a jackpot, not one. They had five lucky dip winners who were Tara Duffy, Martina McHugh, Jacinta Casey, Frankie Reid and Joe McGrath. Next week's jackpot is 2,400, and you can play that one on the Smart Lotto app. My own quarter in GFC, we had no jackpot winner on Friday night of the 5,100 euro jackpot. Um, we had five 20 euro winners who were Anne Castley, Alan Heary, Sharon Clark, Yvonne Chute, and Connor Moreau. Senan and Denise Moan were the winners of our Wexford retro jersey numbers drawn were 9, 11, 29 and 32. 5,200 next Friday night, live on Facebook at 10pm, cartoonga.com forward slash lotto. Kilmainham GFC, 6,300 every Monday night. Um, Gail Column Kill, they had no winner of their jackpot of 12,000, which is currently capped on, but they had one match three winner who was Julie Finnerty, and Julie collects 150 quid. uh, Draw takes place every Thursday night. Lock. GFC um, is at 3,300 next Monday, which is tomorrow on the 28th of June. Oldcastle, another big one, 12,000. It's currently capped on next Wednesday. You can play that one on Club Force. Navin O'Matneys, um, they had no jackpot winner last week. 6,950 euro. The numbers drawn were 5, 12, 17 and 20. The winners were Tygo Leary, Derek Lockran, Stephen O'Toole, Orla Flanagan, Neve Dunnegan, and a certain Joanne Brennan Mickey.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, no fix there at all. That was the sister, <laughs> obviously. Um, and uh, yeah, well done. Jo he must jo. have felt bad for us calling him out the week before when he Yeah, see, 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 that's the thing, you know what I mean? Like it's nearly like here, look, you it's 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 like hush money. There you go. Shh. Say nothing, say nothing.
0: The next draw takes place on Tuesday, the 29th at 9 pm. 7,100 euro of a jackpot. Entries can be dropped into the club every Tuesday from 8 pm. So, again, you have that hour <laughs> slot to get get them in in time. <laughs> um, we should go there with a bookload some Tuesday night, Mickey, at 8 or half 8. <laughs> we'll be the only ones in it. <laughs> five, to, five to nine. We'll arrive
1: at a five to nine with them.
0: Um, GFC still going strong at 15,000. Draw takes place every Sunday night at 9 pm. Reserve increases by 200 euro each week and it now sits at 6,000 euro. He can play that one on Club Force. And the final one on my list is from your own Simon St. Gales. The bell jelly has been in touch. Yeah, yeah, yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. He's been in touch with me as well. So, yes, he must want a double hit, does he? I must want a double hit, yeah, yeah. Well,
0: if you want to add to it, Mickey, but what I've got is uh, no winner of the €6,050 jackpot, but the lucky dip winners were Colette Mooney, Nicola and Harlow McCauley, and Anne O'Connor, the numbers drawn were 21, 23, 29 and 32. So some really high numbers there in the Simons down jackpot. Um, yeah, that was the week. Sorry, that was the that week before. That was the week before, he, the yeah. week
1: before Davey. I so actually we are I getting, the one ahead of me, but no, you can go ahead. He's yeah, we, so Simon so so said I'm getting the double hit, yeah. So last week's, there you go, uh, uh, Davey Rissman gave you that one. So then uh, this week's draw took place last Friday the 25th. There was no winner again of the 6,100. Michelle Claffey, Annette Condon, Eamon Martin, Bridget McGuinness and Audrey Fox, all with three numbers. So five uh, people with three numbers. And next Friday, the jackpot is €6,150. Euro. And he also throws in a little comment after that just two minutes ago. Make sure to slag Duffy as much as possible if we haven't already done Instagram interactive. So um, he, he has
0: two in, so he'll, he'll be sorted very soon.
1: Yeah, and Jenny is coming back with a few more comments. The other one that I have in there, Davey Rispin, is the Central GEA Lotto Uh, next takes place on tomorrow evening. That is the 28th. That's Monday the 28th. Jackpot has reached reached a massive €10,000. And you can play it on the Smart Lotto, or if you want, you can go on to any of their uh, social media pages and uh, hit the link there. It will bring you to the Smart Lotto app. And Simonstowns is through Club's app. But again, if you go to any of their social media pages, you will find the link there and it will direct you straight to it. So that is our Lotto segment done for this week, viewers
0: Lush, beautiful grass shouldn't be limited to GA pitches. At Husqvarna, we have the perfect solution. Silently say goodbye to hours wasted manually mowing your lawn replacing it with the near-silent cutting of a Husqvarna Automower, smart home compatible and if that in your cup of tea, Automower from your phone. Automore also brings new meaning to Greenfingers, producing no direct emissions. If we've caught your ear, contact P.R.Coin & Sons, your authorised Automower dealer on 046 955 1910 or in-store in Clonard County Mead.
1: Yeah, I think it's time to move on to the Peter Duffy appreciation uh, segment, which is the Instagram interactive section. And uh, poor old Peter Duffy is in for a a tight out hiding now, so he is apparently. um, If Jelly has on to do with
0: it. Yeah, and Jelly does have something to do with it. So we'll come Mm -hmm. back to... Mr Duffy very soon but first one up and again you know huge amount of Instagram interactive this week Mickey with all that was going on and the first one up was from Robert Perfield in response to the Mead Ladies and he just said what a team the Mead Ladies are serious display yesterday
1: yeah unbelievable like I just uh, can't praise them enough they've gone about their business the last couple of years so well and they've made such great progress and made strides and what I love about them is the connection to the underage and how they're bringing through minors and moving them on and, you know, like they're preparing them to go into the senior team and the whole lot, like, and there's just a great cohesion um between all of the teams there at underage and senior level in, in the ladies' football. Obviously, the LGFA have, you know, we've spoken about this in recent weeks as well, because I'm still really, really annoyed about the fact that Megan Tyne had to play those two games um, in, in, in space of two hours and she missed the first half of the Camogie semi-final which she would have been the difference on the day um, but you know you take all that aside you just look at the work that's been done in there um, by Eamon Murray and all of the the, uh, the football teams the ladies football teams and of course the likes of your Fergal Harneys and uh, the whole lot Colin, they, McManus, they, yeah. Colin McManus and the whole lot there they're just they're just doing so well and they're doing everything right and it's, it's wonderful to see it Next one
0: is by Andy Smith. He follows that up by saying, Me ladies, what a team. Each and every one of them, unbelievable achievement, unbelievable six months. But what a three or four years it has been for them. Enjoy the celebrations and roll on the championship.
1: Yeah, absolutely. We're just looking forward to this championship so much. And we'll be proud of them either way. But we know that they're going to give a good account of themselves in the in the championship. And what I loved everybody is saying, What a team. And and like from one to thirty on that panel. No matter which player comes on, there's no airs and graces about any of them, and they all are there for the same purpose. It's to make sure that their team are the best that can be. Like, and it's they're a breath of fresh air when you're doing the interviews and stuff like that with them. You know, they're all they're all so pally, and uh, yeah, look, great team.
0: Um, Joe McWeeny is next in, and uh, this is probably the secret behind it all, to be honest. And he says, uh, "Me team in pack Jersey winning trophies, just like the old times."
1: Yeah, that's it. Do you know what I mean? Like, it's uh, is is that the recipe for, for 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 victory? Just putting key pack on the front of your jersey, you mm. know. Um, have like in two thousand and ten, we weren't wearing key pack. Where were you, two thousand and ten? Long gone. Yeah, it was long gone at that stage. So, yeah, maybe we need to look into that.
0: Zach Griffin uh, said Kels having the best halftime show in the country never Mm. mind the county now in fairness and I hang on
1: before you go on David. he said Kells was it he did yeah which game was he at was he at Drumbara Kilmainham's or Gail Kill's
0: game he's a Gail Kill man so I would imagine he was at the Gail Kill game but again you're right that is open to interpretation but let's go on the assumption that he is from Gail Kill because I know um so Bridget's do an excellent halftime show so I put those two up in a poll just to see what the listeners thought on who possibly produces the, the best one. And it was Gail Conkill who came out, the winners, um, yeah. 60% to 40, um, 94 votes to St. Bridget's 62. So it seems to be... Um, Very in
1: Yeah, exactly. Yeah, look, the, 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 I, I, as I said a couple of weeks ago, there's a lot of people that pay in for the halftime show. and Kell's obviously have put a lot of work into that. Um, and, they're, and, and they're going from, to, from strength to strength in the, in the halftime show department
0: um, Jelly is up and he says Peter Duffy jealous of Davy Rispin's new boots the Pink Panther is back
1: yeah um, that's an interesting one Davey uh, your new boots describe them to us
0: um, well, they're currently um, on their way back to their producer because they, they've, they've fallen apart on me um, after a half of football last week. <laughs> so um, I'm not going to tell you how much they cost me, but uh, yeah, lesson learned. They were going all right for me and everything, what?
1: but then... Tell us what they were, tell us what they were.
0: They um, were Pumas, um, incredibly yeah. uh, incredible light boot. I'd normally be an anti-gas band, so I just said i chance to... They aren't picked, by the way, they They were red. Um, but anyway, I, I noticed two tears, one in the toe and one in the, basically, just below the ankle. Like, okay. first out and on them and uh, basically falling to bits. So, um, yeah, no, don't, don't bite th- humour, people.
1: Look, it's, it's not, it, you can't say that. Look, Davy Risman, you were on the ball that much in that opening. You? <laughs> you must have had 17,000 touches of the ball. And um, nearly yeah,
0: 17,000 yeah.
1: shots. <laughs> <laughs> you still only won by four points. Um, <laughs> <laughs> joke. Um, but, uh, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, well, I'll have to get a look at these boots and, and determine whether they're pink,
0: now myself. Or not. No, they're they're definitely red. I I will send them on to you. Yeah, but, but you, uh, yeah, but
1: you also think that you're brown at the minute and you're completely white. You don't. No, don't th- this is the lighting. I'm you're telling you, I'm in, i not, have an accident. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> maybe maybe it's the same lighting for your boots, Davey.
0: <laughs> um, next one is from Joe McGreeny as well, and he says: "Fesh Cup games clashing with the minor final on Wednesday, disaster."
1: It is a disaster. It is a disaster. It's unfortunate. Um, but at the same time, nobody can go to that game. the 100 supporters from either side. So it'll be family and friends and whatever going to that game. Um, yeah, we we'll, would we'll probably be able to watch it on GA Go or on GA TV or something like that. But look, we can't have it all our own way at the same time. And the county board couldn't refix all of the Fresh Cup games just for that one uh, one day like or whatever. Maybe you could put them on Tuesdays and Thursdays and spread them out over the Tuesday and Thursday. But look, um, yeah, I think I, I, uh, I think it's it's unfortunate, but we'll get over it. Mm. We'll have a lens. We'll have a, hopefully we'll have an All Ireland semi final and an All Ireland final to go to.
0: Yeah, Peter Duffy, the man himself, is in, and he wants to know what are the tourist attractions like in G City. <laughs>
1: Where is G-City?
0: I think it's Galway City. Um, ah, okay, okay. Well, David You should ask the Dumboyne lads. They, they'd probably have a better um, grasp on it than I would. But None of the Dumboyne's lads would know who Peter
1: Duffy was. <laughs> true. Yeah. They'd be like, oh, where's um, this lad? Where's this lad now asking us for... for, for
0: no, um, I, to be honest, there's no tourist attractions. Um, I'm doing Peter a favour by telling him that he should just stay at home because they know how much trouble he got in when he went to Belfast a few weeks ago, so... Yeah, be better advice hardly, to stay at home. To be honest, yeah,
1: he, he's he's really into culture and and, and, and all that like and heritage and stuff like that. And you know, we went to Belfast looking for all the the, the sites that you need to see and whatever. And yeah, look, Galway probably not the place for you. There are plenty, but like you'll get distracted, Peter. You know, the, the, there'll be a light outside a pub that'll say Guinness or something like that, and you'll be gone for the day. Then, yeah,
0: absolutely. um The next one is from. Adam McDonnell and he says Gavin McFan living it up in Belfast this weekend with his true love, Apple Juice.
1: Oh. Um like that's I've I've heard of some funny names. Um, but but her name is Apple Juice. Um that's that's an interesting one. Like is she is she the daughter of of, of Porsche and Bex or something like that? Do you know what I mean? Um that's a bit that's a bit uh, highfalutin, apple juice. Um obviously he's all outsider, cider, but um he,
0: he was off in Belfast, was he? Yeah, it seemed to be. Yeah, yeah, he's having a good time with his McVan at the moment. Uh, he's, not, he's, he's not
1: worried about that Delta virus then? So he's
0: not. Oh, Andy Smith, <laughs> um, another man who's trying to do a bit of recruiting. He asked also, any new whistlers out there? Badly, badly needed.
1: Um, what what song does he want me to whistle? Um, I, I, I'll whistle it or hum it. It's no problem at all. Ah, yeah, look, um, look. <laughs> The more referees we have out there the better um, But it is it's a thankless job a lot of the time and whatever like so and um, yeah it's a tough one Um you know we are blessed in fairness and me with high caliber of referee um, and i've seen it throughout other counties and whatever, watching and, and hearing from from other people in, in other counties we are quite lucky to have so many top referees in our ranks
0: but, but there is a shortage because I know, like, when we were having that challenge against Kilmainham last Friday night, the lads literally went through, I think, 15 or 20 referees, contacted them all, and they were all tied up with games, you know. So there is definitely a shortage, a shortage yeah. for all the games that we have going on. So, yeah, absolutely. Everybody's encouraged to, to do that course. And um, the next one up is from Jack Walsh, and this is Walsh's Weekly um, Dundalk. You- um, Instagram interactive, um, piece sponsored by Jack Walsh. And has it?
1: Is an, it anything to do with Shields leaving? Uh, it is. Vendor? It is ah, yeah, exactly. Okay.
0: Okay. Chris Shields' last game for the town with a sad face, broken heart, and the starter's flag or the the end flag, I suppose. In this case, yeah, yeah, the
1: um, yeah, the checkered flag, and um, I suppose. Look, he got a great send off um, from the supporters down there in Dundalk, and uh, it was interesting to see it. Um, you know, he, he he was taken aback. I don't know if you saw it, Davey Rispin. Yeah, um, amazing. And, uh, an amazing send-off for him. And, uh, yeah, yeah, he's been, he's lucky, he's been a stalwart of the FC, so um rightly so, he gets a big send-off. I didn't get a send-off with that, though, <laughs> you know, when I got, when but I you're, got not, uh, you're not gone yet. Yeah, but, like, I've retired about 17 times. I'm waiting for the big hullabaloo, and then I'll leave. Like, you know, I announced my retirement, no hullabaloo, but I better go back, and so...
0: <laughs> <laughs> um. The next one up is from Navan O'Mahony's and they said Zach rocks fundraiser and I actually have a bit of information yeah. and, and all due credit to Mr. Colin O'Brien for sending me this. And I'll just read it out if, if you don't mind, Mickey. Absolutely. Um, as some of you know, our under 11 player Zach Moran is currently ill in Temple Street. He's a boy with an almighty grip and a powerful kick. The highlight of this year has been getting getting back onto the training pitch to see his friends and play all of the sports that he loves. However, on the 6th of May, things changed dramatically. Zach was diagnosed with a tumour on his brain stem, having only shown small symptoms over the previous week. Dave and Katrina, his parents, were advised that major surgery would be required to try and remove it in Temple Street. Fortunately, the surgery was sooner than expected as Zach became quite unwell. Zach has been diagnosed with a grade four, highly aggressive, A malignant tumour which is treatable but not curable. Only three out of the four tumours could be surgically removed. This news has been a huge shock to his parents, Dave and Katrina, his brothers Matthew and Danny, his sister Bevan and extended family. In the space of just one month, Zach's life has changed from playing all of the sports Fortnite and Lego to residing within the hospital. He requires a chair for mobility and round-the-clock care. He's a strong, resilient and brave and brave uh, boy and has faced his illness with courage and determination beyond his 11 years. However, he faces a tough road ahead. If you are in a position to please donate to www.idonate.ie forward slash Zach rocks to support the and family with everyday expenses and future treatment and travel requirements. Um, and you can check that out. There is a Zach rocks fund and um, set up Mickey, and it's on all the social media as well. We've given it a share as well on our, on our Instagram, but we'll, we'll do likewise in the other platforms as well. I'm sure.
1: Yeah, 100%. And, um, uh, Dave, as Davey said, they dot www.idonate.ie forward slash Zach rocks. And, uh, I don't think you can do absolutely horrendous just can't it's uh, yeah um yeah so if you can just support support that fundraiser for Zach and um, uh, if you can.
0: Absolutely. Next one up is from Cormac O'Reilly Mickey and he said Ballonlock giving out about referees in the reports embarrassing
1: oh god um susan susan hello susan Are you she's, been, she's been in touch mickey and she just <laughs> said
0: that she's sick giving out about all the wides and dropped uh drop shots going short <laughs> so she had to give out about something else She's looking for something referee. else to give it yeah, yeah
1: yeah okay okay yeah so we'll allow her we'll allow her that one so we will
0: yeah, she does like a bit of a moan about referees, though I've seen it before. Oh. Seen it, yeah.
1: um,
0: especially when they don't win. When the win, there's never a mention of it. Like, but referees are brilliant when they win. <laughs> exactly. Um, Lengthy one from John Kelly, so bear with me here, Mickey. It's a bit of an essay, but... Andy unlucky with injuries. Eight players injured versus Kildare. Ten players injured plus in the league in spring of last year. Andy also unlucky that there's been no backdoor for the last two years. me would have done well and developed as a team in the back door need to give Andy Mack another two years unlucky with injuries currently the best man to bring us forward. We must not repeat the mistakes of 2005 to 2012 where we sacked managers. We have to be patient. I mean, 10 injuries plus in 2020 spring league for Meade, Um, And then he just follows that up by any news and in the injuries to Menton and Keoghan, Walsh Jones or any team news, but I'd imagine we will cover all of that latter stage in, in the Patreon podcast.
1: Yeah, we will. And, and and if we can get any information before we do the Patreon uh, podcast later in the week, we will. And, uh, you know, we'll announce it on that. We don't have anything at the moment to report. But um, yeah, look, um, obviously there must be a lot of people calling for Andy's head or something like that when, when that message has to be sent through. Um, I know that there's been a lot of... Uh, there's, look, Andy McIntyre has his has his fans and he has his enemies and, and, and that's just the way it is. When when you're going to go in to manage Meath, uh, the Meath senior football team, you have to be prepared for that because the thing about Meath supporters is they demand success straight away. Um, a lot of supporters demand success straight away and think that we have a God-given right as Meath, uh, as the county of the Royal County, of being at the top table all the time. But, look, nobody has that right. You have to earn that right. And at the moment, we just haven't earned that right. And I think, was it column who uh, sent that in? John Kelly. Sorry, John Kelly yep. is right. And, and when you look at it, the last few years, we would have made even more progress than we did had there been a backdoor, had there been Super 8s, you know, all that kind of thing. You know, we could be in a different... Um, We could could have a completely different outlook on what's happening in mid football at the moment, but it is what it is, and we'll have to see what happens um, with the championship. And you know, then the Keggy Board and Andy McIntyre will sit down and have a
0: chat. Absolutely. Tom O'Connor next in, and he wants to know, is there any good beer gardens in Navin to watch the game on Sunday if you weren't to get a ticket? No, so there you I, go. I just, I just tagged a few of the pubs that we do follow on Instagram. So uh, P. Clark's was one Ryan's was another one and the round Oh, was the, was the third one that I tagged in. I don't know if you want to add to that, Mickey. Yeah, well, Ryan's is not
1: open at the moment. They won't be opening until the pubs are allowed to do indoor dining again and indoor points. Uh, the Round is closed at the moment due to a COVID uh, case uh, within their staff, um, and it's all precautionary. Nobody else has, has got COVID, so they have to close for a number of days. I don't know if they'll be open on the weekend. You did mention P. Clark's. P. Clark's is open and has a lovely beer garden. There are a couple of other beer gardens open around the town. Uh, the Railway Bar, and um, that used to be the land, uh, used to be the, the um, uh, Smiths. Uh, Smiths of the God. Smiths on the Square. No, not Smiths on the Square. It's opposite the the, the Mercy, Mercy Convent. Mercy um, yeah. Convent. Uh, uh, used to be. Used um, to be. Jesus Christ! I can't remember. I can't remember the name of the was the Flathouse. It Flathouse. The Flathouse. The flat, yeah. And it's now the Railway Bar. It is a beautiful beer garden. It has TVs. And uh, yeah, that's 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 what uh, they're the ones that I recommend at the moment. So Pete Clark's definitely be open, and so will um, the Railway Bar, which is a lovely garden at the back. But yeah, and there might be a couple more. So head on in there, Tom, and uh, don't worry, we'll we'll not see you dry anyway. (laughs) That's
0: for sure. Carl Gibney next in, and he said Alan Moore setting Davy and George as his lock screen. (laughs) <laughs> um, and I got sent a video earlier on. It is true. So myself and Mr. George Plunkett um, took a socially distant photo uh, two weeks ago when I was in visiting George in the Blackwater, and I sent it to Alan Moore, you know. And <laughs> lo and behold, Carl Gibney sends me the picture of Alan Moore's screensaver, and it is me and George in that photo. So uh, bit bit odd, but yeah. Well, Whatever. not what not odd. That's that, that's true
1: love, Davy. True love. True love <laughs> to, to George. Is a True love is a screensaver, so it
0: is. Yeah, absolutely. Um Rising from the Dead is the one and only PS tapes. And you know, I know he's been sort of busy and everything, so I can't give him the final say this week because he sort of has to build himself back up to where he is was. To earn
1: that right. Oh, I see, see, um, see.
0: But and it's not even that well, it's not not that it's not that good, but it's it's he's actually looking for a bit of information. So the first bit he says he can't buy a mead ladies jersey for a child under the age of eight what's that about men's available from newborn up have a word with masita and uh, mead lgfa please lads and i'm reliably informed by eddie kirby who's got in touch to say that she actually can get them um, let me just get the message that eddie came in with, and he just said masita does from age one plus with newborn in brackets so maybe paddy just has to have another look
1: yeah, maybe maybe he went to a sports shop and they uh, told a little fib just to get rid of him out of the shop, uh, something like that. you know what I mean? Um, but, He's an uh, awful man
0: to get rid of, isn't he, Mickey? When he starts <laughs> <time.
1: laughs> <laughs> uh, look, I'd say I'd say what happened there is that he went in to buy uh, his little lady and um, the, the jersey, and um, yeah, and um, somebody in the shop probably says, "Oh, well, look, we only do them for made up or whatever," but uh, yeah. Mr. Kirby there, Eddie Kirby has gotten contact to say that they do do them. Paddy, maybe go onto the Masita um, website um, or take a trip over to your the lads in Kells there and uh, they'll look after you maybe in the shop.
0: Yeah, absolutely. The next one's been sent in anonymously, anonymously, Mickey, um, but it's an interesting one, right? So, and this is crazy stuff. But Ben McGowan playing club hurling Friday when not allowed by the county ends up marking. The county selector. Where would you see it, Mickey Brennan?
1: Ouch! 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 And that was what we alluded to earlier on, uh, Davy Risman, when we were talking about the the the, the when we were previewing the withhold game. You were saying that you may have heard that the McGowans have have, have uh, released themselves from the senior meet uh, senior hurling team and are going to make themselves available for our third football team. So that will be very disappointing if that is true, and, and I'd be disappointed for Nick Weir if that is true.
0: So, again, I'm led to believe that possibly Ben and Dahi McGowan have have since departed the mead hurling panel um, as a result of this. Dahi also played in that game on Friday night against Kilmessan, where I can only imagine it was Stephen Clinch who was playing for the who is, of course, Nick Weir selector, and... Um. Yeah. Look, at it. It is what it is. It's probably an unwanted distraction a week out from championship. But but there you go.
1: Yeah. Um. Disappointing. And and uh, hope for Nick Weir's sake, that that's 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 not the truth.
0: Absolutely. Um. Next one up is from. Bear with me. We have a huge amount to catch with this week. Sorry, Mickey. Uh, the next one up is from Brian Flynn, and Brian just said Longford next Sunday. Nice to have a home game
1: yeah we 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 alluded to this at the start of the podcast longford in park college next sunday at 3 p.m. it is and do you know like it hasn't been a terribly bad year for me this year okay and we lost our semi final to Kildare in the league and um, if lessons are learned from that there's no reason why we can't have a good championship campaign
0: no, absolutely. Hopefully. It's, it's going to be a massive occasion, though, and, and a huge game for the county. Um, Jelly is back in again, and he said, Any advice for Peter Duffy, who still can't get a tan after spending a fortune on the sunbeds?
1: Well, J.B. Westman, I think this is your forte.
0: Well, I just told him that you'll never get a proper tan by doing the sunbeds. You have to do it right if you're going to do it at all. And what's that, mate?
1: Do tell us. The bottle. <laughs> And what bottle do you use? I don't, I don't, I don't trop, use any bottle. Club trop, trop, Tropicana or something like that.
0: What is it? I actually have no idea, Mickey. I don't. Honest God, mine is 100% natural. Um, <laughs> no, Your honour. <laughs> Your honour, exactly. Um, <laughs> Jim May is next up and he says, When will Kjogan, Menton, Jones, Walsh be back? Any updates on the injuries? Again, we will probably cover that in the in the Patreon podcast.
1: Yeah, later this week, we hope to have some um, info on that and it will be in our preview podcast. Uh,
0: Aoife Kane said, Mead Ladies, Division 3, champions, 2019, Division 2, 2021, Division 1, question mark,
1: crossed fingers. Yeah, we mentioned this earlier on as well. What a couple of years it's been for this group of girls. We did say that they were operating in Division 3 and were definitely a high Division 1, maybe even a Division, sorry, high Division 2, and maybe even a Division 1 team, and uh, they've proved that right. Um, they've just gone from strength to strength, and there's no reason. There's no reason why these group of girls can't, you know, in the next couple of years, come back with a Division 1 title. Absolutely. Ronan Thompson reinvigorating
0: the Balna and Trim feud. Things you love to see on a <laughs> Sunday evening, Mickey. He said, Brack seconds beating Trim seconds this morning. Some things never change. Straight away it struck a chord, and Paul Mundy was in touch, and he just said, "Embarrassing with three snoring faces." He says, "Played our junior D team too. Most of the seconds trained with the intermediates this morning." <laughs> so, wow. Ronan, Ronan Thompson did get his bite, but in fairness, we said we'd tell the full end of the story. And by the sounds, of it, it was more of a third team in Malinrocky place.
1: It just shows you that the feud is still well and well and truly. Uh, Uh, later over there they're like two feuding gangs you know it goes (laughs) mad it goes mad for a few weeks and there's a load of drive-by shootings (laughs) and the guards come in and they settle things down for a few weeks and then somebody will insult somebody else and the whole thing goes again so I can imagine what it's going to be like on our Instagram interactive for the next three weeks
0: yeah uh, Paddy Short next thing and he just asked any tickets
1: uh, four um, next Sunday. Yeah, I know, yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah. It was like on their gold dust. Like you know, I can get you. I could probably get you tickets for the Euros quicker than tickets for yeah. for that game next weekend. Tom just said,
0: "Just one ticket, please." Up Carton and Simonstown.
1: <laughs> That's how we got her. Yeah, yeah. Like <laughs> <Good man>, Tom. <laughs> like, like he doesn't have enough clubs already. Yeah. <laughs>
0: Just doesn't have them in the right places, Mickey. So uh, <laughs> if you see a membership request coming through from Tom this week at Simon Centre Court you know what he's at. Um, <laughs> Sophie Healy, I think, is the last one, and she just said, "Me, ladies, are our only hope to win in all Ireland."
1: Uh, no, uh, like while well, that's a brilliant uh, statement for the ladies, we also have our minor team uh, in a Leinster uh, uh, final on Wednesday. And there's no reason why they couldn't go on and win in All Ireland. Um, our lads, uh, our senior lads, obviously were pitted against uh, uh, the hardest, the toughest team in the, in the country in Leinster. Um, you know, so winning in Leinster is very, very hard, and, and which means ultimately that you can't go on to win in All Ireland. So that's that's probably right. Um, but they, they don't. That, that, that this is no slight on the ladies. The ladies are class. And they've just been the absolute pride of the county for, for the last six months. And uh, they're continuing to do so. Um, but we do have other teams that can win All-Irelands as well. And, and this minor team, hopefully under the stewardship of John McCarty, can, can can emulate what the ladies have been doing.
0: Yeah, um, two more actually have come in. Uh, Ellen Blake is next. And she said, Podge Plunkett and Joe Blake on the Sun Meds, question mark. Did see Joe Blake actually, and I thought he, he looked uh, he is kind of dark though, anyway, to be fair, do you know. So, yeah, he's probably more natural. Podge Plunkett, I would say, would be a little bit more pale, and if there is a bit of a tan, it would be questionable, but that's open to interpretation.
1: Yeah, um, you know, look, Joe Blake can do what he wants at the moment, and um, after his performance, you <laughs> can, no can do no wrong, like after his performance last week, he even, he even summoned the PRO of uh, St. Bridget's to put out a match report. after Who incidentally
0: fans. is Ellen Blake and she is also his sister.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Like, so. can you imagine texting your sister and saying, come here, get that out there. Yeah. People need, people need to know the name Joe Blake and I want it to be a household name by the end of the month. And by the end of the month, he wants to have a tan because people are going to want to interview him yeah. and stuff. We'll be doing an interview with him next, Davey Rispin. We might
0: too, yeah. Um, last one, and I feel this is becoming a repetitive question from Brendan Byrne every week, which is a bit worrying. Um, How's the head?
1: <laughs> well, Davey, how is the head? It's not too bad, Mickey. How's your head? Yeah, look, mine's grand, actually. Yeah, yeah I went from... Look, I was out for a birthday meal and stuff last night. um, And uh, so there was food consumed as well over the course of the night. And there was plenty of different... Uh, alcoholic beverages which i'm not and uh, i just want to let our, our friends know out there drink responsibly because i do um but david respan on the other hand is totally irresponsible when it comes to drink he drinks malibu and milk i actually didn't
0: <laughs> would you believe these sort of lads i was drinking with uh didn't even entertain malibu and milk i didn't really know them that well you know so i just i just went with what was going which was uh Podcast Red Bull last night. Jesus Christ of Almighty.
1: <laughs> Did they make a man of you this weekend? Did they, <laughs>
0: <laughs> Well, these lads are D4s now. Come on, Mickey. I don't think you could. Can... <laughs> Let's call it Spade, Spade.
1: Absolutely. Well, look, it seems that Amy's head is not too bad today. My head is not too bad today. Um, but, you know, you never you never know what uh, uh, would be the story next weekend if, if, if all goes well with the... Earners and the footballers and uh, the miners during the week and um, Davy, is that everything from our Instagram interactive that's all from Insta this week Mickey yeah Davy and um, it was announced uh, this week as well that we have a new under 21 management team after Bernard Flynn and his uh, management team obviously uh, vacated the position a couple of weeks ago um, after the, the complete debacle that it is but in fairness to me County Board they've They've, uh, well, they've, they didn't have much time, they had to get somebody in and they've appointed Barry Callahan and Sean Kelly as uh, the management team for, for this year's Under-20 Championship. It's very disappointing. They obviously had to, uh, like we wish the lads well, but it's very disappointing that it came to that and that at such a late uh, stage and at such short notice that they bring in a new management team.
0: Yeah, and and what I would say, and I, I know Barry um and indeed Sean, they're two great mead men, two superb coaches. They're only in there because of the you know, because they care about me and That's exactly it. Um, well,
1: again, w- that's not to say that Bernard Flynn and his management No, I know uh, Geez, no, yeah. no, but, they, no, 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 I, but just, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah but what know, I'm saying just, is they
0: would not see us stuck without a management. Exactly. That's yeah. sort of what I'm saying. And the, to be fair to them. In such a short space of time, they formed quite, quite a formidable backroom team. Maybe just not quite as formidable as Bernard's was, but they have Paddy Gilson and Stephen Bray and uh, Paddy Reynolds, I think, is the, yeah. is the third selector in there. So in fairness, good, good team. They took training last Tuesday. They played a challenge match, I believe, last Thursday or Friday against Monaghan as well, probably just to see the squad because obviously they're coming in and they're inheriting the, the squad that obviously Bernard had formed as well. So it's not an easy situation for anybody, but they're just doing their best for w- with what they can.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And and, 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 and you know, I have to back what you say there. We wish them well and the whole lot. And and, and they're there because they wouldn't like to see Meade stuck and they are meeting men to the backbone, just as much as Bernard Flynn and his team were. And, you know, I just feel for Bernard Flynn and his management team because they were doing such great work and, uh, you know, they, they were left in a position where they, they couldn't, they, they, their, their position was untenable really um, because, you know, as Bernard Flynn said, it was all about integrity at the end of the day and if he didn't walk, you know, uh, it would have sent out the wrong message as well. So caught between a rock and a hard place. So, um, yeah, but we do wish, as we said, Barry Callan and I know that Bernard Flynn wishes Barry Callan and Sean Kelly the very best of luck with this Under-21 team. Um, too and that will be coming up in, in, in a few weeks time as well Jamie Rispon will be previewing that that game too
0: yeah absolutely you won't find it and again it's purely dependent on what our miners do mm-hmm. on Wednesday night when they'll be out I think if they win the 20s won't be out until the semi-final at Leicester I
1: believe yeah which will be later in July I think it is towards the end of July Jamie, have you anything else for this week's We Are Me podcast that's all from me Mickey And that's all from me. So uh, we are Meet Why It Matters More, folks.